Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Supermarketers Podcast, the definitive show for advanced marketers who are looking to use AI to elevate their skills to become supermarketers. I'm your host today, Gen Furukawa, and we are speaking with Isabella Bedoya, who is the founder and CEO of MarketingPros.ai. Hey, Isabella. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to, to speak with you. We were chatting a lot. We have a lot in common in terms of what we're doing. But can you just give me a, a, a quick rundown of marketingpros.ai, what it is that you do, how you do it, and then how you actually arrived at starting this company? For sure, yeah. So in a nutshell, what we do is we help businesses install AI tools and automations into their marketing and sales processes. So, you know, depending on the business owner and stuff like that, that looks different case by case. But in a nutshell, I started this maybe like 10 months ago or so. Before this, I used to have another business where like we were doing a lot of coaching, video marketing and stuff like that. And then I quickly saw the writing on the wall when I saw that all these AI tools for video starting to come out. And I was like, all right, this business is going to have an exp expiration date if I don't do something about it. And that's kind of how the idea came about. And then I started realizing everyone's trying to learn AI. Everyone's trying to, you know, figure out how to use these tools, prompt engineering, automations and stuff like that. And that's essentially how it all came about. Yeah. So you, you do have this interesting wide bird's eye view of the, the challenges that businesses are facing, where AI can help. Can you walk through some of the most common use cases that you're seeing in the applications of AI that can improve the efficiency, the speed, and the ROI of using these tools? Absolutely. So the first thing that it really comes down to is understanding what it is in your particular business that is like taking the most time out of your day. and or manual processes, right? Like how much time is it taking out of maybe your employees time of day or whatever it is. For me, I found it was two things. I found that it was for content, market research, content creation, all of that. A lot of it is also copywriting. And then another part, which is, we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but it was email. Those were my top three like time drainers essentially. And my, my mission was to like tackle one by one. How do I make it easier and faster and better? So so yeah, I think when you're like trying to figure out which one to choose or where to start, it really just starts by understanding, you know, what is actually taking the most manual time. Yeah, totally. And I, I've heard this before, but basically if you go through something, you might want to think like, okay, if I'm doing this again, is there a way that I can delegate this? Is there a way that I can automate this? Do I have to do it myself or do I need to even do it? And so those are those are basically four questions that you can ask yourself to kind of like lay the foundation of how these tasks can play out because ultimately our, our most limited resource is our time. So we need to be most protective of that. Absolutely. So you said it was content, email, and then ideation or strategy? Yeah, it was. So it was around content. No, I forgot. <laughs> content, copywriting, copywriting, and, and email. Those are my top three biggest pain points that I was trying to solve. Yeah, okay. Those, those are great use cases of AI. Now, what is your approach? What are your best practices or strategies to actually get the ideal output from the AI? So if you can explain maybe like what custom instructions you're using or what inputs you're uploading or, or proprietary data to actually get the ideal output from the AI. Yeah, so if we focus on like ChatGPT specifically, ChatGPT now has the custom GPTs. So what I started doing is I started creating these GPTs based on my use cases. So for example, I have one, it's all about like LinkedIn copywriting, right? And what it is, is I trained it on a bunch of different like posts, templates, 
think of like think of this as like a mad libs for like content creation right where it's like all these different post frameworks and then the ai auto fills it so i created this one and then i trained it with my own custom instructions like here's what i do here's the type of audience that i'm speaking to etc cetera, etc cetera. and these are all like internal use gpts so essentially you know in this case whenever i need a new idea or a new piece of content or whatever i can just say write the next one or i can say very simple prompts like write a write a uh, piece of content about you know SaaS or whatever it is and or i could just say like hey use template four to write a piece about this and it became the process became a lot simpler now sometimes it'll be 100 percent perfect for the for the most part it is like 90 percent copy paste sort of content but i think something that i need to to mention for everyone that's you know listening and watching when you're using AI, it's really important that you're still proofreading. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people not proofread or not critically think through the output, and then they post it and it's like, it's either missing context, it's missing information, or it's just completely hallucinated sometimes, right? Or whatever the case is. So it's always, after you have the the use case figured out, make sure that you still go back and use your own critical thinking to see if that's good or if it's like, no, I need to keep working on this. <clears throat> yeah. One one thing that I, I think about, which you kind of alluded to, is the process. So Justin Welsh, who's kind of like the solopreneur, he's, he's created this niche of being a solopreneur, and he puts out some fantastic content. And he has a process that he described in a podcast one time, and it's basically a content matrix. So he has these different pillars that he's trying to hit and these different storytelling or, or formats. So it might be a listicle, it might be a contrarian opinion, it might be his personal stories or experience. And so it becomes like almost a seven by seven matrix. And then that actually, I, I've seen somebody that created a GPT for that. But once you, you have a lot of ideas and you're, you're almost just like plug and play into this idea matrix. So you're getting a listicle for your experience growing a SaaS or selling a SaaS or something. And <clears throat> that's just one way. And, and so ultimately it's really hard. I, I struggle with this all the time of sitting down like, all right, I wanna, I wanna put something out on LinkedIn, it's go time. And then you're just staring at a, a blank screen. And so when there is process behind this, like you described, it does become a lot easier when you can have that Mad Lib format to, to follow. Absolutely. And and you're right, you know, especially posting on LinkedIn and how many times, you know, you hear people and it even happens to me. It's like you stare at the post. It says like, you know, write a post and it's like, well, what do I even write? Not even like the copywriting framework of it is like step number two. I think step number one is still figuring out what is the topic. And that's also one of the things that I mentioned. One of the use cases I was trying to figure out was like how to actually get better at this whole content strategy, meaning you know, like you mentioned seven by seven, the seven by seven matrix, that's really good. A lot of the stuff that I write about is really based off of like market research and like data based on like what I hear people. So for example, there was this post, I can't remember who wrote it recently, but he basically just had like a little rant on LinkedIn saying ChatGPT is useless. And like 600 people commented saying like, I agree or I don't agree. So I was like, this is such prime market research. <laughs> like, this is so good. You're getting real-time feedback without having to survey anybody. So I went on, on ChatGPT and I just copied, you know, it took a little bit of time, but I copied all the responses. And then I had ChatGPT then come up with like sentiment analysis. What are the biggest pain points? What are the controversial standpoints you can put about this? Like literally create a whole entire 
I don't even know how much content I can now post about this, but it's, I think, like nine pages worth of ideas based on what people are actively thinking. And not just any any person either. Like when I was going through the comments, I was like, okay, that looks like ideal target audience, right? Like it's whoever the the people that were commenting. So it took a little bit of time, but instead of having to like read and then ideate the whole thing, it was just like, you know, and you can get a VA to do this. You can get someone else to do this for you. But I just, you know, I personally wanted to go through the process. So once I did that, now I have a nine page document. And usually you have to either invest thousands of dollars to market research companies for that, or you actually have to, you know, survey people and it's a whole different process. So it was really effective. Yeah. Now, can you describe that? So like that, that's like more of a manual approach, but in terms of automation, because your main value proposition and the benefit is that you're using AI and automation to increase the speed and output. Can you describe some of the automations that you are using, whether it's your own business or with clients in order to see an increased ROI in their marketing? Absolutely. So LinkedIn, I don't really automate just because their terms and conditions are kind of tricky, but but I do automate a lot of out of LinkedIn. So for example, these are these are a little bit more on the on the basic side, but you know, a lot of people don't have this in place. When you're doing when you're posting content on LinkedIn, for example, you're sending people usually if you are sending people to like a landing page or something, you have like a CTA. The number one thing is I send people usually to like some form of lead magnet funnel. In the lead magnet funnel, they're going to download something from me for free in exchange for their contact information. So now I've captured name, email, phone number. Now that I've captured those, I have an automated sequence going out and sending text messages or sending emails, you know, either checking in. Usually it's like a customer support sort of check-in of like, you know, hey, name, just saw you downloaded this, curious. And it's, it's like a mix of discovery with customer support because then the question is like, you know, I'm curious if, if you're this type of, you know, avatar, avatar number two. And if so, just let me know. So I, I, I have a lot of resources I can send your way. Just let me know. And then they reply. They're like, oh, I'm an existing business. I'm not an existing business. And then the AI goes again and says, okay, existing business. So then it goes to the next question. All right, let me start digging through my files. Is there any current bottlenecks that you're facing or any goals you're working towards? And then and then it's like, you know, just let me know. Just reply back to this text and, and let me know. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll see if I have something that I can send you. Again, I'm just not trying to sell anything at this point. I'm just trying to provide free value, but at the same time, I'm qualifying them. And it's an automated sequence that's like actually filtering through what kind of avatars coming in and what they need, what they need help with. And if we have it, then great. And if we don't have it, then that's a piece of content, right? Like now I have something Mm -hmm. to post. So that's one of the biggest things that I think has made a big difference. And, and like I said, I think a lot of people don't have just like a welcome sequence in place, which means that off the bat, they're already leaving a lot of potential revenue, you know, on the table. Yeah. So what, what tools are you using there to do the chat back and forth? I imagine it's an interactive chat. So they think it's a person on the other side. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's like automated. So it's, it all goes out with like my name, my signature and everything. And, and technically like it is me, I just automated it. So it goes out faster. It goes out immediately. So all of that, we're using like our own CRM for that. We have built this like workflow where we're doing, you know, the entire email email and SMS marketing process the second that someone opts in. But depending on what CRMs you're using, you know, you can use, I think ClickFunnels might be able to do that. I don't know if Kajabi can do it, but I know that you, you might be able to do it on like ActiveCampaign, on Go High Level and stuff like that. There's a lot of tools out there that can help you 
automate. You can use Zapier also with whatever tool you're using. Yeah. Or make.com also is a very or make.com. Popular. Yeah. I, yeah. I keep hearing amazing things about make. Yeah. <laughs> I think a little less user-friendly. I think Zapier is like maybe more they have a, a closer partnership with OpenAI, So it's just easier from my, my perspective. Now your, your prompt. So you mentioned, I love the brilliant idea from LinkedIn. So we, we talked about the copywriting and email or content, but in terms of email, how are you using ChatGPT or your GPTs? for the email and automating that element? And then if there are different like prompts that you're using or, or brand voice or editing, how you're able to kind of like get that across a wide variety of clients? Yeah, so I think with the email, I split it up into like a couple of categories. For my general email inbox, I started using this tool called Superhuman. It's a email, it's like an email software. It basically goes on top of your G Suite, your, your Gmail. That alone has been a huge game changer. It has it has allowed me to go to like inbox zero probably every day for the last four weeks, something that before this I wasn't able to do. So the way that Superhuman, it has some AI components, but it's still a little bit manual. Like you can hit reply, you can visually, you can see the email summarized on the side, or you can like, you know, hit some hotkeys and it'll allow you to like reply faster, archive faster, whatever it is. And it also has a component where you can have the AI rep craft a reply. Now, if it's coming in through our CRM and it's for like a client, for example, I'll have that client response first go through Zapier and then it'll go through OpenAI and then OpenAI will then craft a short reply. And then at this stage, because we've been testing it, that reply goes to me first before I hit send just because I want to, you know, right now I'm just going through quality. But yeah, and usually it, it, it writes based on like the prompt, whatever, it writes like a, a pretty good answer and then I can just quickly see and hit send. So, so, so yeah, bless you. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been the email process, you know, I think for me in particular, it's been really helpful in that. Also when I have like, one of the things that we do is like we build funnels for our clients. So that whole process also has been automated where whenever they send us what they need to build, essentially like the creative brief. I've created this form that when they fill out the form, it has multiple components. The form auto fills the actual funnel, the actual landing page. Then the form sends an automated email to the client saying like, Hey, I received it, you know, stand by. Then I have another email that goes out to someone else on my team. And it says like, Hey, just letting you know, such and such person just sent the funnel in or sent their, their thing in like, you know, here's their brief. And then the whole process, you know, that whole process of like taking on the client work and actually doing it has been really 95% automated. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> Thinking out loud, I, like maybe it's like a, an Airtable form. Each of those, with, with it, whether it's Airtable, Zapier, Monday, Trello, they could map to OpenAI with API calls basically. And the, yeah, the prompts sure. can kind of do it and, and you've trained your team. So that's, that's really, I think you are like at the forefront of AI and automation to, it's, it's not just about cranking stuff out, but like you have a real focus on the quality of it. And so that's really cool. Congrats on that. Yeah. Cause sometimes it goes rogue, you know, <laughs> the yeah. AI sometimes goes rogue and it's like, I don't know. I, I've just had a couple of cases where it's like, it, it says something completely random and it's like, that is nowhere near the scope of what we do. But, but I think also something that we haven't really touched on is also the AI agents. So this is something we're like actively testing as well. 
And the agents are the ones that actually call your phone. And same with that, like that goes through the call transcript, goes through Zapier. And based on the answer, like if it says like, send me the bootcamp link, then they get an automated text with the bootcamp link. Or if they say, send me a, I want to schedule a call, then the AI will actually say, okay, we have Tuesday at two, does that work? And then the AI will book them in automatically. So there's a lot of different automations. It just depends on like what stage of the business you're in. Yeah. So that's a, a phone? Yeah. Like when, the actual, it, it actually calls your phone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds and like so a real, sounds a, like a human. A bot with voice exactly oh i see okay but do you do that customer facing or only for your internal team no the the ai agent is customer facing oh nice okay and also it's not just customer facing it's just anyone that's opted in anyone that gets opted in and they have a us phone number they'll most likely they'll hit they'll get hit with like a phone call and that phone call depending on the stage of the of of where they are in like our business funnel, essentially, right? If they're brand new and they're just opting into a lead, the LinkedIn GPT that we give away, then they'll get a customer service call saying like, Hey, just, you know, just making sure that you got the email. Just wanted to see, you know, pretty much again, it's very, very intro discovery questions, but just to get to know who's opting in a little bit better. Yeah, I think that's great. And then that, that just basically becomes custom properties or data in your CRM. You know that, and, and then you know like what, what offers might make most sense. That, that was actually the next question that I had is tools, AI tools, maybe it's GPTs, maybe it's bots, maybe it's standalone SaaS tools that you're finding are interesting or helpful in your day-to-day -day or your customers' day-to-day. -day. Yeah, so this is a great question. I'm a huge fan right now of superhuman. I'm not even like affiliate or anything. I'm just really, the way that they have changed my email experience has been amazing. For my tech stack, I, I honestly, I keep it like super simple. I know it's so easy to get so overwhelmed with all the tools out there. And a lot of them, they fulfill the same exact use case. So I don't really spend a lot of time, you know, trying to figure out what is the next best video tool because the video tool that I have just exactly what I need. So when it comes down to like video editing, for example, I use Captions AI. Captions AI, the cool thing about it in comparison to like Opus and video and all these others, they all those others, they charge per credit. Captions charge you annually, right? So, or you can also pay monthly, but they're not capping you at like 10 videos a month or whatever it is. And it has a lot of AI integrated editing and all these different things. So I huge fan of captions, huge fan of, of superhuman. I use OpenAI, the custom GPTs. I'm using ChatGPT Teams for that. It has been, you know, the whole ChatGPT experience has been absolutely amazing. OpenAI, I'm starting to like test the OpenAI assistants. So, which is similar to the GPTs, but at a different capacity. So I'm starting to test those. In terms of- Different is directly via the API? Yeah, so, so it, it depends. Like for our use case, for example, like we were sending people our custom GPTs, which once we release the link, anybody has access, right? So now how do you protect it so that they don't share it with non-clients? So one of the things that we did is, this is something that we've been like internally testing. So we built a GPT, a custom GPT that checks if your email is in our database and if your email is in our database then we'll grant you access but then before releasing that we started looking at like well what if we just do it on open ai or assistance or what if we do it on like voice flows or whatever so it took a lot of testing and like figuring out how to integrate you know for this stage we had to integrate 
the custom GBTs with like AWS to host, I think the database or something with the emails. So yeah, it's been like a whole, a, a huge learning experience. I'm not a developer by any means, but I have been exposed to more and more of this type of stuff just because of the way that I've been getting involved with the AI. I did end up hiring a developer to just help us figure these things out a lot faster. But yeah, I think it really, OpenAI assistance and custom GPTs, it just depends on your use case. Yeah, that's fantastic. My my favorite these days is perplexity, just I, I found oh, for, I love for research. And then you can actually just use a bunch of different models in the same tool. So whether it is Claude or Gemini or ChatGPT, GPT-4, you can do that, all that with perplexity. And I, I think like the web searching capability is much better. They do actually now have an image generation, which I don't think it's all that as good as Midjourney, but... I would say perplexity for me is, is a new tool that that's really quite powerful. I love that. I didn't know that about perplexity. I haven't been, I guess, on there in, in a couple of months, but I love them for research too. But I didn't know that you could toggle on between the LLMs now, and I didn't know they did image. So I have to check yeah, that yeah, out yeah. again. Yeah, for sure. And and then the other thing too is if you're like like doing content for for your clients and you want to find graphs, charts, tables, you can find that in perplexity far easier than say like looking at Google search just because it has the citations and the sources there. Or you can also like have it create a diagram and then download the diagram and then you, you can actually upload it to Canva. And Canva Pro has the Magic Studio, which has all these like really cool AI features, one of which is grabbing text. So it's even just a PNG or a JPEG, you can upload it then you can edit the text of that PNG or JPEG, which really is like quite an advanced feature. It's very cool. Oh, that's amazing. I love Canva. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm going to have to check out Perplexity again. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Now, another thing that I, I'd love to learn more is your specific resources. Are there any go-to newsletters, podcasts, Twitter accounts, LinkedIn accounts? Where are you finding the most helpful resources to learn and, and improve your AI skill set? So I probably should listen to more podcasts, but I just haven't, I just haven't found a, a good routine to do that. But I, what I do, I, I think I just, I retain a lot of information, I think a lot faster. So I just go on like LinkedIn, for example, there's amazing creators. There's Heather, Heather Murray, there's Audrey Chia, there's Matt. All of these create, like these are three creators that I probably go to every single time. They always have like really amazing content. Audrey focuses on copywriting, Heather on B2B sales and B2B marketing. And, and Matt just focuses on how to actually monetize LinkedIn through sales calls and, and all these different things. But also he always talks about like, he always talks about like sales and he talks also about like the content creation strategy for sales. So I'm always learning a ton from all three of them. I think also I have a few subscriptions to like, superhuman it, I, I think the i can't remember the domain but i think the domain is join superhuman ai i think but superhuman yeah. by zane that is a great newsletter usually i'll like you know I'll, I'll skim right through that prompts daily also has some stuff and then i think just naturally because i have been so involved in this space that when i go on linkedin it's usually like ai yeah. news ai news <laughs> AI news you know updates all these different things but i know that there are a lot of amazing resources on twitter i don't spend a lot of time there but i i have heard there's this guy he he's also he also goes by like solopreneur oh yeah yeah Ole, you know Ole, what i'm talking about or jared Ole. or something yeah. yeah yeah i believe his name is Ole, 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 uh, Ole, oh oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Ole. So, Ole. yeah, that's right. So he's always talking also about AI stuff. I'm in his newsletter also. Rob Lennon, I hear he's more active on Twitter, but I follow him on LinkedIn. I learned so much also about like prompt engineering from Rob. He's actually been in this space for like four or five years as a, you know, as a prompt engineer. So he always has like, like amazing content about this. But yeah, I think, and then YouTube, whenever I have like a particular question, like when I was trying to figure out how to connect this open AI assistant to like Xavier, it, it was like, all right, let me go to Google. I mean, YouTube. There are a couple other creators that post about this stuff too. There's Dirk, Adam, and Dirk Z, Adam Biddlecombe, and Mark Fulton, and Fahed. I think like that is all the my favorite LinkedIn creators. Uh, awesome. <laughs> and I think really the underlying theme is that it takes curiosity and it actually takes takes asking the questions, knowing what questions to ask. Because once you go down the rabbit hole, then you, you reach a roadblock, then you have to solve it yourself. So you find out how to connect an open AI API with Zapier or whatever it is. And so I think you have that self-starter, which is in itself that secret sauce. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Uh, my, my last question is for, for those who are trying to learn more about AI, how to apply AI in their day-to-day and marketing sales, growing their business. What do you think might be the best way in order to do so? This is such a great question. Honestly, I know that if you try to tackle your entire business model or whatever it is that you're trying to figure out with AI, if you try to tackle the whole thing at once, it's going to seem like a never-ending thing. So the best way to learn AI is to just self-awareness, right? Like be self-aware. Where is it that you need the most help in? And, And not just like, what do you need the most help in in the unknown? Because now you have to actually learn what it is that you need to figure out before you can have AI solve it. But just think about what is it that you're, you know, that you're already currently doing and how can you automate it? For for me, one of the biggest things, you know, like like I was mentioning, was the content research side of things. So when you go to ChatGPT, you can even ask ChatGPT, how can you help me figure this out? Sometimes it'll give you like some very basic generic answers, but it can start the the creativity and the flow can start happening. And then the, what I have seen time and time again, every time that I have shown someone how to use ChatGPT or AI, this is like the, the human process that they go through. Yeah, it's whatever. I keep hearing about it. I don't really know. It's not that good. And it's because they're getting like really bad answers. But then you're like, all right, what is something actually going on in your life? Like what, let's just take a, I, I helped these like IT leaders at one point. I was like, what is a certification you had to take? And they're like, oh, this certification X, Y, and Z. So then I asked ChatGPT to now create an SOP for a specific use case based on cert- certification and actually cite, you know, which which steps of the certification it would be relevant to. And it did. And then all of a sudden the whole room is like, oh my gosh, like I paid so much money for their cert- certification. I spent all this time studying, blah, blah, blah. And now, now that you finally have them in a position of like, that is crazy. Now they care. And now they're like, what else can it do? And then what else can it do? Oh, and yeah. what else can it do? <laughs> it's like this. That's the journey that I see people go through. That I went through and you as well that we're on just learning. And I think that's why it's such an amazing, fascinating space to be a part of. Isabella, this was so much fun. And, and thank you so much for sharing so much of your wealth and knowledge. The best place to learn more about you and marketing pros yeah, so LinkedIn, I post there. I try to post there daily, but at least three to four times a week, three or five times a week, I'll be on there. On YouTube, same thing. I just started a YouTube channel where I'm going a lot more into depth of how to use AI and all these different AI tools in marketing and sales specifically. 
on AI on YouTube, it's Izzy AI, and on LinkedIn, you can just find me as Isabella Bedoya. All right, Isabella Bedoya, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Of course.